Welcome to We Have This Hope. My name is Emily Curzon. This is a podcast about the study of scripture, the art of remembering, and the practice of telling. On the show, we'll explore the ways God calls his people to remember by studying scripture together, and we'll hear individual stories of hope anchored in the beautiful and ancient practice of remembering. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited for a couple of reasons. The first reason I'm excited is because I have my husband, Dustin, who is helping me with our second remembering interview today. Would you like to say hi? Hello, everyone. Again, I was so good as a guest that I got invited (laughs) back. Dustin is actually a really great question asker, and he's a really good listener. And so when we were recording his remembering interview, I had the idea of, why don't you do this with me? And that makes it more like a conversation. So the, the second and most important reason that I'm excited for today's episode is because I'm interviewing someone who I love very dearly. I'm not related to her, but I do claim her as family. First and foremost, I want to say that she's a wife and a mom of two precious girls. But tonight, we're going to be hearing the story of her entrepreneurial venture. It's actually not her first venture, but certainly her biggest. Welcome, Amy Ann Arnold. Hello, everyone. Amy Ann is the founder and creative director in Chief Everything. That's what I'm going to say, Chief Everything, (laughs) at Straight A Style. She runs a successful influencer platform with over 45,000 followers and a fashion blog that has an average of just under 2 million views a year. So, Amy Ann, how are you feeling about the interview? (laughs) That felt like a very generous introduction, but I am very excited to be here. Okay, thank you. I also want to just say that Amy Ann is my best friend. (laughs) When I say (laughs) she is not family, she actually is family. And she's also the most empathetic, encouraging and caring supportive friend you will ever ask for thanks em we claim each other don't we we do we totally do i'm really excited for you all to hear her story and i'm also excited to sort of capture your voice telling it to be honest and like mm-hmm. like the story of what you've built is really exciting and deserves to be captured in some way but i'm excited for you to tell it in your own voice if only there was like a platform where you could like record people's voices, <laughs> telling stories and like only combining someone had photos. that idea. I yeah. know. Oh my goodness. Could have gone somewhere. Well, the way that we structure our interviews is very similar to the way that I walk people through studying scripture. And it's kind of looking at three main questions. So As we chat tonight and hear your story, we're going to follow that format. So we're going to start by having you tell a little bit about what actually happened. So how you started Straight A Style. Mm -hmm. And then we'll move into kind of how you were feeling, what was going on at the time, and then talk a little bit about how what it's what it's meant for you as a follower of Christ and as a woman working and trying to be a mother and do all the things that you do. Amy, and this is a, a really simple question, but would you just talk a little bit about how you got started in the blogging world? My husband, Russ, and I got married in 2009, and we had just moved to Tulsa. And Emily, you know, you're like the only person we knew at the time. And 
thank the Lord for Emily, the connector of people in my life. I was teaching high school math at the time, and Russ and I were away from all of our family and trying to navigate married life for the first time, trying to, you know, start a new community of friends, really just doing all those things. And blogs had just kind of come on the scene. And I was really interested in them. I was, like I said, teaching high school math, but I'd always have had a creative part in me. And so I think I was drawn to blogs for that reason. And so um, I just kind of on a whim started a blog. We were in our first home. We were kind of doing some renovation projects. I was learning how to cook for the first time. I mean, looking back, it was laughable. I'm sure you and Dustin remember it was called The Real Arnold. Oh, I forgot about The Real Arnold. Like I said, it was anything and everything. And I really kind of thought of it as a way to stay connected to our families. So I shared home projects. I shared recipes. I shared faith. Like if I had, you know, something that had come up that was on my heart or fashion, because fashion has always kind of been a part of who I am since I was a kid. And so if I found, I remember I blogged about Etsy one time, like it was kind of new and I shared about it. So just anything like that, that was on my mind. And as time went on, fashion blogs kind of became a thing. I'm sure some of you know, like Rachel Parcell, she kind of came on the scene and they kind of got more traction. And as I blogged a little bit more, fashion was kind of the thing that I was enjoying the most. And then also this little traffic that I was getting was going to to fashion. And so I just, I slowly just kind of did more and more fashion. In 2015, I kind of decided like, okay, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to just do this. I think I'm just going to blog about fashion. So I rebranded and renamed it Straight A Style and kind of after having started out all the wrong ways that I would tell people, um, you know, re-got my social media handles, all those things and just started Straight A Style. I remember when you, I remember you sharing, you were working, I think, in the admissions office at OU at the time. But I remember mm-hmm. you would post, you did some posts like about, here's what I wore to work this week. And I remember yes. you saying like, these posts are getting the most traffic. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so surprised. Like people want to, people are curious about this. Um, and it really was at like the forefront of the fashion blog world. Yeah, um, it, I took pictures in my backyard. <laughs> that, yes, on your deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was Instagram like at the time that you was Instagram even around when you started the real Arnold? Yeah, my Instagram was just me. You know, I, I think that's what I'm saying when I started all the wrong ways is I just had a personal Instagram that I shared, you know, my blog photos to if I had any. And mm-hmm. Then it, so Instagram was so new and so authentic and so fun, you know, it wasn't at all commercialized, you know, like it is now. And so, yeah, it was the real Arnold and it was me. And then when I decided to just do fashion, I did rebrand it and rename my handle Straight A Style. And so it has evolved and changed so much over the years. 
yeah, looking back, I mean, I think some of those photos are still on my handle if you scroll. <laughs> I totally, I totally want to scroll all the way to the oh, no, of your account. Oh, no, I probably now. should go back and look because if you do, <laughs> there's probably some really embarrassing history there. Ooh, no. What's funny is for those people who know Amy, and they actually know that before she was a lover of fashion and stylish by nature, well before fashion blogging was a thing. And I'm even going to go to fa- go as far to say that like shopping was your hobby and you're good at it. <laughs> and you always were before it became your job, you know, but it's been a long time hobby, much to Russ's dismay. Yeah. yeah. Well, first to your dad and then to Russ. <laughs> yes. yes. God bless yes. my dad. I also want to ask who was there in the beginning? So, and I'm not asking that so that you'll say I was <laughs> or Dustin, but who you was were. there in the beginning or who mm-hmm. were significant people for you during that early time when you were launching Straight A Style? Well, Russ has always been there and he's probably the key player and my mom, to be honest. But Russ is my photographer and my accountant and my, you know, sounding board, all the things. So he has always been there. Also in the beginning, he was tech support. (laughs) It's evolved a little bit <laughs> for the year. But my sweet mom is, she's still to this day, every time I write a new blog post, sends me an email about it. The sweetest human. And then you guys, like, honestly, Emily and Dustin are two of the people who ask me the most questions about the blog, like, make sure to check in with me about it. Transitioning from something that is a hobby mm-hmm. to a business can be challenging. It's like, oh, that, this is really fun. And then that transition, like, oh, I don't know that I love this as a business. What was that transition like in the blogging sense? And I would say figuring that out was the biggest transition for me in taking it from, you know, a hobby from a business and figuring out how to do that. I think, you know, several things have to happen. You have to, you know, have enough growth in your social media and following that you are able to do that and then also you know you have to love it enough to be be willing to do it all the time I guess and and maintain you know some sense of passion for it but yeah I it it took a while to figure that out and it was a balance kind of along the way of accepting and doing a lot of free work until I got to a point where I didn't have to do free work anymore. You know, I guess I should back up and say like a little bit, explain a little bit of my revenue streams. I get paid several different ways. One of which is probably the most obvious, which would you would say is Instagram. I feel like that's the most public, not my most profitable. And that is, you know, brands will pay me for a sponsored post to help share their product. You see that right now around, you know, holiday time around, you know, or if if a brand just has a new product they want to launch and share, I can help do that. Then I am also part of an affiliate network. And so I share clothing both on my Instagram, on my blog. And if you are to make a purchase from one of my links, I make a small commission from that sale. 
So that's a second way. And my, probably my biggest is actually through my blog. Um, so in a lot of ways, I, I just feel so grateful that I started a blog and that the Lord allowed that in my life and that he, uh, had something for it that I never saw that I really didn't even, you know, originally intend in that I started my blog a long time ago. And so, you know, it has a certain amount of SEO. I don't even know the right, I'm so not technical, Dustin, you could probably say it way better than me. But, you know, I have a certain amount of like Google presence that is just there and has, you know, been there from years of blogging. And so I run ads on my blog and I have a lot of traffic served to my blog from Pinterest. I am really active on Pinterest. And I think that if you think about milestones in my blog life and in my journey here, that's one of the biggest ones. My first like viral pin was actually a, a really big thing for me. It was a light bulb moment where I thought, oh, oh, like I, I can actually help people and, and give advice or I can share ways to put together outfits that people, other people, it may not be as easy for them. And where I love it and it's very easy for me and it's natural, that that may not always be the case for other people. And one of the best parts about social media and fashion is connecting with other women. And my hope is to make their lives easier, but also like to connect with them and to talk with them about things bigger than clothes. So anyway, I when I have my first viral pin, it's about and it still serves a lot of traffic to my blog about how to wear ankle boots with jeans. And, and really, <laughs> Which every like, woman needs to know. Every yes. woman needs to know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started learning like what evergreen content is, like things that stay relevant. And, you know, through the years, how to wear ankle boots is, it's still there. Traffic from my blog searched on Google or on Pinterest and those ads served is the other way that I monetize. And that is kind of what I would say you can think of as like my monthly salary. You know, that comes in. Mm-hmm. No matter what, though it varies by month, how much based on my blog traffic that month. So I'm so glad you explained all of that because I think one, I think there's a lot of people who have no clue how a blogger or an influencer would make money. And I think there's a lot of people who are curious, but feel like, is this, can I ask this? Is it like asking how much somebody makes? You know, it's like taboo Mm -hmm. or something. I think it's helpful for you to explain it and interesting. This, I think, would be a natural segue into some of the things you were already touching on. But I also think that there are people out there who think fashion blogging is like not a real job. Or mm-hmm. I remember kind of a season where you were saying to like our group of friends, like, this is work. Like, I, this is my job. I'm not, I'm no longer like doing it just as like a side hustle. This is my vocation. Mm-hmm. So I wondered if you would talk a little bit about the, if, if, that, if you find that to be true. And then also what, um, what other thing felt like a challenge at the time that you, at the time that you were kind of grinding it out? Or maybe there are things now that still feel like a challenge. I would say the biggest challenge has always been balancing it with the rest of my life, whether at the time that was full-time work before I had kids and then trying to fit in this, you know, side hustle or, you know, whether it was when I went part-time and I had a baby or now with two children 
staying at home with them. And I still have what is now a full-time job, but I stay home full-time too. So it's just kind of this, you know, I think, I think as moms, we just, and I'm not saying that Dustin, I'm not saying dads don't feel that, but you know, just this kind of constant balance of juggling all the hats and sometimes having a job that other people don't really see as a job just because it's weird. I mean, I, I admit it's so weird. And even like when I talk to other people, like admitting it as a job to them, it feels strange because it feels like, you know, it's I, me putting myself out there and it's, it's weird. Sometimes people be like, oh, you're, you model. And I'm like, no, no, you know, so it's, it's weird. And, uh, you know, sometimes I still don't know quite how to explain it, to be honest. It's got to be kind of like, like a musician or an actor or somebody where like you could see it and be like, that's not working. You're just having fun or you're just getting to do your mm-hmm. passion or whatever. And like, no, like if you ask those people, like, no, it is a lot of work and it's, it's really hard. It's, yeah. and, and maybe it's just so rare. Like we just it, don't expect people to get to do the thing that they also love. I think you said it really well, Dustin, because it, it is like, it's so cool. And I feel so grateful. Like I am getting to do what I love. And it's so fun and it's also incredibly flexible. Like there's no other thing that I could get to do and stay home with my girls and still have a job. And like, I mean, I say that it's a challenge, but it's also like the best. And I just like sit back in awe of like what God has done. And I just feel like so grateful all the time. Will you talk a little bit more about how, how you view your job? in terms of serving other women? If I'm being honest, like it's, um, it's tricky. It's a weird space. Social media is a weird space. And, you know, I have this like kind of constant, you and I have talked about this like mental space where it's easy to get in a place where I feel a little like too centered on worrying about growth or worrying about if I have the perfect clothes or things like that. And I feel like God just has to call me back to what matters and like where my identity is and like what my hope is for the space. And it's not, I mean, my Instagram is not an obviously like it's, it's a fashion Instagram, you know, like I'm not trying to do any like act like it's not but I also hope that it is space that is positive and where women feel comfortable and that I in some way make their lives easier and um you know even if it's as simple as like sometimes for all of us social media is kind of an escape and sometimes in our day if we're being honest like we need that and whether or not you know you come on to like find some fun clothes and that helps you or maybe you come on and yeah I've messaged with some like older women who are like you know I just like I love watching it and just seeing your family and remembering my family at that stage or um I love connecting with you about like motherhood because I'm in that stage too 
or I really didn't know what to wear to this holiday party and now I do. Those really, that's the what I hope. And I I've at different points in time connected with women over infertility and things like that. It's a little tougher now because that's not our current stage. But yeah, that's my my bigger hope for sure. You do that well. And you Amy Ann's superpower is vulnerability. And so I feel like you do a great job of balancing like that. Your blog, your your Instagram and your blog is about fashion, but anybody who's followed you knows that that you're a real person and that you share when you're having a hard day or when Jane is being precious and driving you crazy or when you're when you're going through real life hard seasons and things like that. So I think in the world of Instagram, we we need that. We have to see people being creative and doing their art, but also being real. Okay, so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about how this experience of launching Straight A Style and then running it has influenced your view of God. I think similar to what I would say, you know, as we were walking through infertility and then like done with it looking back same with with the blog looking back i i didn't even know what to ask for and god has done something incredible you know i started the real arnold's and did not have any inclination to ever be a fashion blogger. I was teaching high school math and that was my plan. It's just God always has something bigger and better and you don't even know what to ask for. Mm -hmm. And I think if I could have even said what my dream was, I wouldn't have even known to say, could I be a fashion blogger and stay home with my babies? That would have been it, but I wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. And so I just feel like it makes my view of God bigger and he's just blessed our family so much through it. I mean, truly, like in ways that are even hard to describe here. And I mean, I hope Ivy Jean and Jane grow up and say that same thing because who knows what social media will be then. But for right now in this stage, I mean, I don't know what it'll be in five years, but for right now in this stage, it's been truly a huge blessing in it it has increased my view of the lord that was such a great answer i wrote it down i just typed it out like that you said i didn't even know what to ask for and god has done something incredible Mm -hmm. and i love you saying that on a podcast about remembering because you've (laughs) also referenced hard seasons of your life seasons where hope was hard to come by that walking mm-hmm. through infertility and to be able to capture like this thought, like I didn't know what to ask for and God's done something incredible. Mm-hmm. You can kind of bookmark that in your mind, knowing there's going to be other hard seasons that now you have this beautiful history to say, I didn't know what to ask for, but God did something incredible. So mm-hmm. God, when I don't know what to ask for, I'm going to trust that you're good and I'm going to mm-hmm. trust that and um, that you will provide for me in ways I don't even know how to ask yeah. for. Yeah. So and that's good. why we need friends. Like, so remind me of my hard time that I... <laughs> yes. Well, it's recorded. <laughs> but I also it was typed here. it in a little note. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Okay, I want to ask you one more question, and that is how do you feel like you have grown as Amy Ann through this experience? Blogging Amy Ann isn't always pretty inside. God's still doing a lot of work in there, Emily. <laughs> Social media is weird. Uh, how, I how, feel maybe like... the question is, how are you different now than you were in 2015 when Straight A Style like, really launched as a fashion blog? I feel like as I've aged, I think, and become a mom, I, I really love this stage of my life. And I feel really, really grateful to be 36. And <laughs> I remember being about to turn 30 and about to start IVF and thinking like, what is this next time in my life going to be like? Like, I can't, like, I'm scared. And now being here, like, I love this time in my life. And I do feel more comfortable in who I am. I'm not where I want to be, but I've also, I think, embraced some of the pieces of Amy Ann that I think I hadn't accepted at that time that I thought maybe needed to be different or more polished in some way. So I think that's good. I mean, social media, like I said, it's a hard space and it feels like sometimes, you know, you know, you need to grow and look a certain way and be a certain way. But I would hope that I've grown in some way in that area. As your person, I can definitely say that you have grown and and you have you have such credibility in the industry now there's so many girls in their early 20s that are starting new things and they're doing really incredible work you've got credibility and experience that i think matters dustin do you have any final words for us what's the weirdest place that you have taken blog photos russ and God bless him. Takes my photos. Never complains. But he's like a rule follower. So he doesn't like us to park anywhere we're not supposed to. He does not like for a lot of people to be watching us. He doesn't like to be put in, you know, overly uncomfortable situations. And we were at Woodward Park one time and we thought it was just us. And then someone popped out of a bush and was like, excuse me, excuse me. Someone's about to propose right here. Can you move, please? <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, okay, sorry. So we like ran off. And yeah, sure enough, somebody proposed right there. Oh. Right after we like got out of the way. Okay, well, Amy, and you've been a wonderful guest on the show. And I'm so grateful that you took the time on Cyber Monday, no less, as someone who works <laughs> in the fashion industry. I truthfully, I texted her like an hour ago and was like, wait, is this like the worst night ever to do your interview? But she's a pro, apparently. So oh, no. Thank you so much for thinking to have me. Oh, absolutely. You all, wasn't that great? I hope you enjoyed hearing the story of Straight A Style and what God's done in Amy Ann's life as she's launched and grown this incredible business. I know I loved it. I loved capturing it here on the podcast. 
So if you were encouraged, I want to give you a little bit of homework. I want you to think through the question this week. What incredible things has God done in your life that you didn't even know how to ask for? I know that may be really easy for some people to answer, and some people may need some time to reflect, but I want to challenge you to do that. Maybe write that question down, put it on a sticky note, wherever you write things down, and think through it this week. Ask God to show you. I promise, I'm confident, you'll be reminded of His goodness and His faithfulness. He loves you so much, and He's at work in you. I hope you have a great week, and tune in next week for more Proverbs. Thanks. Bye.